The following program is an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Station. Fighting Illini game day coverage continues on your flagship home for Fighting Illini Athletics. News Talk 1400, WDWS, and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS. Now, it's your turn on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Fasteners Etc. is your partner in inventory management. Call us on the PNC Bank phone line, 217-356-9397, or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now, the Fasteners Etc. postgame show with your host, Scott Beatty. Second and eight from the 17. Rivers, handoff, Epstein, oh, fake handoff, throws it over the middle, touchdown, Illinois. Caught for a touchdown of 17 yards. Great fake. He found Edwin Carter in the end zone. Touchdown, Illinois. How about Edwin Carter? First career catch is a touchdown. One of two that he hauled in for the Illini, but he suffered also a scary-looking injury. So hopefully he is all right. Illinois beats Western Illinois 34-14. to Welcome in, everybody. It's the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. I am Scott Beatty along with Tim Dittman. It's Saturday Night Live post-game shows. I love it. Glad to have you with us. Hop to it with us. To join us here on the phones and on the text lines. <laughs> Bill says officials ran out of Illini players to flag, had to flag a guy just watching the game at one point. Yeah, there was an, quote, unnumbered player that got onto the field and was uh, flagged for that after, I think it was after the interception celebration. Uh, you know what? That That is a little bit more forgivable, I guess, if, if the Illini are showing some exuberance. But too many penalties in this ball game. Just way too many penalties. You made the point in our rapid reaction about improvement, by and large. But this is a glaring concern. Yes, I would agree. If you, uh, you know, I was told I was too negative on last week's post game show, so I'm trying to be more positive tonight. But yes, it, if if there is one negative takeaway from tonight's game, it is 14 penalties for 153 yards. And Martin uh, mentioned it late in this ball game. If you have a performance like that. When you look at A, penalties, but B, slow starts, you know, the cupcakes are over. It, it gets tough next week up in Chicago with South Florida, who we'll get more into them as the show goes on, but they've got a, por- a quarterback that has put up some monster numbers so far uh, this season, and they're 2-0 and just like the Illini. So the Illini have to, you know, clamp down on the discipline a little bit on the, on the unforced errors on the penalties, and again, you know, the slow starts offensively have to be fixed too and it goes back to what you said in our last segment you know if A.J. Bush is healthy I would expect him to start against South Florida maybe some fans disagree with that we'd love to hear from you on the on the fan line or or the text line but you can't deny that M.J. Rivers gave this team a spark and he again as I said at the outset I thought he looked pretty solid tonight. Terry in Champaign, Texas, should fans get their hopes up after beating two FCS teams? Well, to be clear, it was only one FCS team. That was today, Western Illinois, which is a pretty good one for uh, for their level. And Kent State last week is an FBS team, they're, albeit in the MAC. Uh, yeah, they're not a good FBS team, but you're, they are an FBS team. Uh, so should you get excited? Well, you... you 
the, all they did was win the beat the team that was on their schedule. And did you see some things improve that gives you signs of hope for the rest of the season? I, I did see some improvement. I'm not sure. I'm not feeling good about the next two ball games mm-hmm. uh, after watching South Florida today. I thought the Illini might have a chance as South Florida was looking gassed in the second half, but they came back pretty strong. They co- forced a couple of key turnovers, and uh, I don't know. Uh, I But I do like some of the bright spots. The, the big question, I guess, is what is this team like when all the pieces are there when you don't have suspended players and when you don't have key injuries? Right. And that's the big unknown. Some things here that you'd like to see. The ground game was pretty decent, uh, especially as the game wore on. But, again, you're playing uh, a much bigger offensive line against this much smaller defensive front with Western Illinois. Yeah, I think maybe encouraged is the right word instead of excited. You know, I don't think uh, you, you can look at what we saw at Memorial Stadium tonight and think, all right, Illinois is going to really exceed expectations this year. I thought, you know, for you know, two and a half quarters they played a, a pretty solid game. Um like Scott said, I think there needs to be improvement if they're going to hang with pretty much everyone else on the rest of their schedule. I mean, you know, you got games in there like Rutgers that will be you know easier to win. They're not gimmies by any means. But like you said, it gets a lot tougher from here with South Florida and then Penn State coming to town a week after that. A couple of you are interacting with us on, on Facebook right now, and uh, one of you has said kudos to MJ Rivers. This is from David. He's, he was solid, especially with the limited reps in practice. Uh, another one, Brian, says MJ Rivers deserves to start next weekend. Boy, I don't know how to ha- – let's just assume, f- for argument's sake right now, that A.J. Bush is ready to go, and I, I don't know that. I don't know it either way. Uh, it looked like an ankle, mm-hmm. and he was walking on it if – I was to guess it was looked like a sprain, but again, that's a complete guess, um, and I'm obviously not a medical medically trained. But let's just say, for sake of argument, that he is ready to go to, for next week, and so is MJ Rivers. Who would you want to see start, and why? To say that MJ Rivers deserves it, I think, is a little too strong, in my opinion. He had a good now, debut. He had a great debut. Uh, th- that was fine, but I don't know that that means that you displace A.J. Bush, who was your opening day starter. The coaches went with him for a reason. Yeah, he, as we said in the postgame show last week, I mean, he displayed leadership off the charts in the preseason. I mean, he basically came out without saying it in explicit terms. He basically said it through actions. Hey, this is my team. I'm going to be the leader of this team. So I agree with you. He deserve to be the starting quarterback and based on his body language on the sidelines this evening you know he had his helmet on because you know sometimes they take the helmet away from you when you have no chance of going back in or or when they don't want you to go back in he had his helmet on he was jogging on the sidelines he was you know evaluated at halftime is what we were told that's the report Jason Davis the sideline reporter got I got the sense that Yes, he was probably a little banged up, but I also think part of it was, okay, this is a lower caliber opponent. We don't want to put him back in there if we don't absolutely Mm -hmm. have to. We think MJ can take us across the finish line. We'll give him some time, reevaluate. But I got the sense that, you know, hey, uh, Bush is going to be the guy going forward. Phones are starting to hop here on the PNC Bank fan line, 217-356-9397. Al is in Fisher. Good evening, Al. Yeah, good morning. Or good evening, guys. Well, it's almost uh, morning. 
Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, just a couple comments. Uh, why is Mike Epstein only getting eight carries and uh, Ray Von Bonner gets seven and Corbin gets 15? Uh, to me, it's clear. I mean, clear cut that Mike Epstein is the best running back on his football team. And for him to only get eight touches, I think is a disgrace. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I just don't get that at all. Uh, number two, uh, I would start MJ Rivers. Why? Because I think he's a better passer. Uh, he sure, he sure, he sure looked poised up there to me. And then, uh, uh, AJ Bush scares me a little bit when he throws a football, but I would start, uh, MJ Rivers just for the fact that he, uh, is a better passer. And the third uh, subject is if, if our defensive coordinator doesn't want to blitz, He's going to get picked apart when we start hitting these good teams. Uh, he just will not come after quarterbacks. I just don't get it. And I watched football all day today, and there was teams coming after quarterbacks left and right. And we just sat back and we just let these quarterbacks pick us apart. I mean, that guy threw for 295 yards today. And the quarterback from South Florida going to that game, I watched the whole game. They're very susceptible to the run. Georgia Tech had about 400 yards rushing. And if one for that uh, guy running back two uh, horn, running back two kicks for touchdowns, Georgia Tech probably wins that game. So mm-hmm. I'm not discounting Illinois beating uh, South Florida next week, but they got to cut back on penalties as well. But those are my comments. But uh, uh, MJ was very impressive to me, and uh, he's who I'd go with. So uh, I'll hang up and listen to your response, guys. Thanks. All right. Thanks much. Uh, my one thought on – if MJ Rivers is the better passer, by that logic, you really should probably start Matt Robinson because he's got the best arm, and he's also pretty quick. Reason he was under recruited is because he's a bit shorter. If he's a few inches taller, he's a very highly recruited guy. Um, you know, each of these quarterbacks has a little bit of different mm-hmm. strength, and I think AJ Bush right now, right now has the most of. Most of everything, yeah, that you need is 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 the ceiling higher for MJ Rivers or Matt Robinson? Could well be, could well be. Uh, Mike Epstein, I think it's similar with the running backs, and I don't know for sure why, because that's I mean they certainly want to see more Mike Epstein, but I know this is a guy coming off of an injury, so if he's held back a little bit in these first two games, that's okay with me. He's also more of the downhill guy. He's faster. He's quicker. Slasher. Yeah, he's not as much of a bruiser. Mm-hmm. And I think they were trying to maybe also trying to ride the hot hand with Reggie Corbin from last week. Yeah, and like you said, I think uh, this week is a game where you can get away with spreading the ball around. Now they will go back and look at the tape and say, all right, who's the stud that we want to ride from here on out? And I don't disagree with Al. I, I do think Mike Epstein is the best uh, runner on this team, and the fact that Rod Smith is a run-heavy offense, uh, you know, by the transitive property, makes him probably the best offensive skill player on this team. You know, maybe you would throw Mikey Dudek in there if Mikey Dudek was still playing. I I digress a little bit, but I would expect to see uh, more of Mike Epstein going forward. But it's an interesting point that Al brings up. Val is up next in Champaign on the phone lines. Hey, Val. Hey, how are we doing today? Good. Thanks for staying up late with us. We got a W. A win's a win. I think I I, I believe that Rivers is our quarterback opposed to to Bush because Bush just uh, doesn't he wobbles the passes not no 
you know, no direct passer. I mean, this this Rivers has got a nice, quick, sharp pass, and I mean, it looks like we have a plan when he's in there, opposed to just uh, passing off the ball. So I just think he's he's much much better. I believe he deserves deserves another start. Uh, we just we just don't seem to. I don't know. I, I think he's a better passer overall, and and the runner running too. I think he could run too, but uh, Bush can't run all the time. Bush tries to run too much. Got he's got to be able to be able to pass the ball. We got to get an offensive line that could open some holes to get our running backs through them too. You know that that's one of the problems. Uh, for sure, for sure. I appreciate the phone call, Al. You know, I mean, and and Rivers is. Let's not you know make him a Heisman candidate here. I mean, he. He missed some throws tonight. He didn't try a few throws where he had some openings, maybe yep. because he saw knew his limitation there. To and if that's the case, I I say good for you for knowing where your limitations are because I think there was an early play where he had Justice Williams wide open, didn't yep. go to him, and yep. uh, threw somewhere else. So I, you know, I don't. I, I mean, I liked. Don't get me wrong. I liked Rivers. I think we both liked him. Um, I think Illinois is in a very good position where. Uh, A.J. Bush is down. You'd like what you might have in Robinson and or Rivers. You can see now why Cam Thomas left. Right. <laughs> he probably was fourth, fourth on, the depth, on the depth chart. And and who can blame him? I mean, kids go to they, – they, they sign up for a football team because they want to play. So who can blame him? I certainly wish Cam Thomas the best. No ill will whatsoever against Cam Thomas. You know, a couple callers have brought up A.J. Bush's passing and – Yes, I do admit, you know, he's he's not the, you know, the, uh, you know, the best passer out there in the world. I don't think he's incredibly bad either, but his his um, release and his his arm motion. I mean, it's not very big. It's he's got a very quick release. And so that, to the naked eye, can maybe look a little deceiving that maybe he's rushing it or he doesn't quite know what he's doing, but that's just the way he goes through the motions. It's a very quick release. If you're on the Facebook Live, you can see what I'm doing here. This is a, be <laughs> this is a benefit of tuning into the Facebook Live. You can see me demonstrate. He doesn't go like this. It's more like this. <laughs> and see, if you're listening on terrestrial radio, you don't get the whole... All five of you on the Facebook Live get it. But anyway, my point being is, you know, the way he passes might lead you to believe that, you know, he's a little off kilter, but that's just how he goes through the motions. Some text to get to in response to this Illinois win over Western Illinois. 34-14 is the final, but let's get a check on what's going on in the rest of the world of college football on our Allstate Insurance scoreboard. You are in good hands with Allstate agent Craig Dedimore with offices in Champaign and Decatur. Tim? One Big Ten game in progress out in the desert. They are early on in the third quarter. Number 15, Michigan State, leads the fight in Herm Edwards' of Arizona State by a field goal, 3 to nothing. Everything else has gone final, as you might expect in this late hour in the Big Ten. Number 21, Michigan, beats Western Michigan. No problem there, 49-3. Duke beats Northwestern up in Evanston, 21-7. Eastern Michigan 
upsets Purdue 20-19 in West Lafayette. In Madison, Wisconsin today, Matt LePay from Learfield on the call. On the five-yard line of the Lobos on second down, handoff, Jonathan Taylor off the right side, inside the five, Taylor to the end zone, touchdown Wisconsin. Second of the day for Jonathan Taylor as the Badgers get some breathing room late to the third quarter. Taylor, of course, the Heisman candidate. Badgers are going to be tough this year. They wallop New Mexico 45-14. The game that everyone was watching in the press box, Colorado missed a couple of field goals to take the lead against Nebraska, but they end up scoring a touchdown late, and they upset the Frosties, as I'm going to call them, <laughs> Scott Frost. In his debut, of course, they were rained out in week one. Colorado upsets Nebraska 33-28. Number four, Ohio State, still without Urban Meyer. They have no problem with Rutgers 52-3. You know, I saw an article written by SB Nation before the game. It ranked all of the Rutgers touchdowns against Ohio State, and I think the list was only like three long. <laughs> and, and Rutgers didn't score a touchdown today. Ohio State beats Rutgers 52-3. It's the Cy-Hawk game, Iowa and Iowa State. We're going to go in a hurry. It's Sargent off the left side. He's smelling that goal line. Touchdown! Touchdown, Iowa! As Mackay Sargent and Brandon Smith, their first big plays as Hawkeyes. Gary Dolphin from Learfield on the call. Iowa a winner at Kinnick. 13 through 2 3. Maryland, no problem with Bowling Green, 45 to 14. Indiana beats Virginia, 22 16. Row the boat, PJ Fleck, and Minnesota beats Fresno State by a touchdown, 21 to 14. And in the big rivalry game, Penn State and Pitts. Motion toward us by KJ. They give it to KJ to the 30, 25, near quarter, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Penn State, KJ Hamler. Steve Jones from Learfield there. Penn State, no problem with Pitt, 51 to 6, the final. Scott? All right, busy day in the Big Ten. Of course, everyone's playing except for Ohio State and Rutgers playing out of conference. Uh, Joey, I, I thought maybe that uh, Pitt would pull the upset. Should have known better on that one. You live and learn. Yeah. And I thought Fresno State would take care of Minnesota as well. Didn't, didn't go that way either. But the uh, Hawkeyes get that win in the Cyhawk battle. So that's, uh, that's a good solid win there for Kirk Ferentz and his crew. And they keep plugging along there in Iowa. A little surprised at Purdue's lackluster performance. Mm -hmm. Surprised a little bit by Northwestern. And with Nebraska losing you have a little bit of a question mark. Hey, I thought the West was supposed to be a little bit better this year. They didn't look very good this week, with the exception of Iowa. And even that, that was a low-scoring affair. I think a lot of teams are still kind of trying to figure out their identity in Week 2. We're back with more of our identity on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. You're listening to the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Join the conversation by calling us on the PNC Bank phone line, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. And they'll put it down at the 44-54 yard attempt. This would be, I think, a career long for McLaughlin if he can make it. Snap back. Kick in the air with the wind, and it is good! Wow. That was good from 60, I think. I mean, that ball was boom. Solid day for special teams for the Illini, and 
Chase McLaughlin tying a, a third longest field goal mark in Illini history with that one. That put the Illini up 17-7, to and the Illini win this one 34-14 over the Western Illinois Leathernecks. Welcome back, everybody. Scott Beatty alongside Tim Dittman. Some texts to get to on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Brian says, well, Rivers looks good in his debut. Epstein needs the bulk of the carries. The other backs don't have the burst or vision he does with a previous caller way too undisciplined in depth is a huge concern hope smalling makes it back soon and the suspended players how much longer this team might win one or two more games definitely young but hope we'd be further along next year we'll make or break love you a lot of has a dense text there from from brian um suspended players we don't know lovey is usually coy with that whole thing and i guess he does use it to his advantage that way the opponent doesn't know when right. the players are coming back. Right. The belief out there, and again, this is just a belief. We don't have any hard information. Is it's three game suspension for these guys? But that is just sort of the, the collective, sort of what everyone thinks is going on. But uh, don't know for sure. But that's my guess. It's a three game suspension. Uh, w w one of you has commented that uh, Lovey's made his point with two games, <laughs> and, and you certainly want all your best players back, but you've got to keep consistent in your rules. You cannot, right. you can't bend those. If if whatever happened, whatever infraction it was, cost you three games, it's three games. You cannot. That opens the door to a lot worse problems down down the road. Benny Tex, congrats to Lovey Smith and the Illini two and zero. It's better than zero and two. Thirty plus points. For the first time, Tim, since 2015, when they had more than 30 points in back-to-back -back games against... The same two teams. Kent State and Western Illinois. That was that Bill Kubitz's year. Bill Kubitz's uh, one year. So maybe a, a five and seven year is... is That would be welcomed. Five that would and be, seven. That would be uh, above expectations. I'm not saying that's what we're seeing right now, but uh, that would be that would be welcomed. Uh, a 217 texture to that point says, we are in big trouble when we start playing in the real world, the Big Ten. That's from Tom. And Adam asks, it might be nice to see a two-quarterback offense. We might need to try just about anything to have a chance next week or the week after. I guess that's the Purdue model. That's the Jeff Brom model. Yeah, right I now. mean, Lovey has publicly said that he wants to go with one guy. Um, Illinois, you know, in, in the recent past has done a two-quarterback system. I, you know, I think it was Juice Williams, Eddie McGee maybe shared a little bit of time, and then John Butcher and Just Dustin Ward going uh, uh, back a little further than that. But Lovey has gone on record as saying, hey, he wants one guy, and right now uh, Bush is that guy. I think that puts a lot on a young roster, too, to try and shift between two different quarterbacks. There's a lot that goes right. into that. Now, I will say the exception, and we saw this, I can't remember if it was under Lovey or if it was under Cubit, but sometimes a different quarterback would come in for certain situations. Like oh, a, yeah. That, like a fourth and short. Yeah, or certain kinds of packages, or, you know, like Chase Crouch was used at yes. one point to run. But it was not a bona fide two-quarterback system is, is the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. All right. Hey, we missed him last week. It's good to know that he is... Doing well, we assume. Steve in Peoria. Hey, yes, Steve, how are you? Thanks for having me on, guys. I'm back. Welcome back to oh, the yeah. new season. You missed last week. You missed the opener, but that's all right. You don't burn a red uh, shirt uh, just by playing hey, in yeah. one game. Hey, hey, I was with you, but I, 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 just, I just couldn't call. Everybody wanted to know how come I didn't call last week. But 
people who listen to the show, who, who a lot of people listen to the show because they love you guys. But I said, hey, I, I couldn't. I was just so disappointed last week. Uh, I, I, I just I had nothing to say. I was, oh, I was fed up with them. But that's okay. That was one week. We got to win. This is week two. But a couple important things before we talk about the football game. Uh, she better be in bed, but I just want to wish Zoe a happy birthday in a couple of days. And I want to tell you guys, we got a new Illini fan going to be in the family soon. Zoe's hey. going to be a big sister. Hey, that's what we like. That's what we like to hear. All right. All right. So, so hey, about tonight's game, what I liked about it, first of all, it didn't rain on us. That, that was the main thing. Uh, but uh, I, I thought, you know, I, I just want to see some improvement. You know, we talked about last year. I thought from – you know, last week to this week, we improved this marriage. You know, uh, I was really impressed with the special teams, and I don't think I've ever said that. You know, <laughs> that, that's that, that's a good thing. Um, uh, I thought the defensive defense, uh, they, they they swarmed to the ball, and they even made some tackles this week, which was a plus. You know, now whether the, the guys they were tackling, the, the quality, you know, is, is is not as good as it's going to be in the next couple of weeks, but little little bit by little bit. I agree with uh, Al and uh, about uh, hey, I, I want uh, Epstein to have the ball. G- give him the ball, please. He, I think he got eight carries tonight. I think he should at least have fifteen carries a night. You know, I, I think. But like you guys were saying, maybe he's coming off that injury still from last year. But uh, you know, we've got to step it up next week because I watched. I'm sure you guys did too. South Florida today, and I'm like, oh gosh, I I was hoping they wouldn't be as good, you know, yeah, as they were last year, but they're, they're they're right there. So we we've got to step our game up too. Uh, put our big boy pants on, show them in Chicago, represent well. As far as the quarterbacks go, uh, freshman played well tonight, but I, I got to stick with Bush right now, um, I, because our offensive line, you know, got got a little work to do. They look better tonight. But I think Bush might be a, a better runner right now, and I think maybe the next two weeks our quarterbacks might be running for their lives. So, <laughs> you know, but, uh, now, hey, I'm going to tell you guys something. Lion Eye Nation, don't be hating on me. Uh, I said that my, my son called me, and I uh, uh, talked about the predicted the season. And, you know, I, you know begin, beginning of the year, you know, I'm drinking plenty of Kool-Aid, <laughs> plenty of Kool-Aid. And so uh, we're going each game, each game. So, uh, okay, guys, here's what I came up with. Uh, and, and, and please let me stay on the show next weekend. Seven and five this year, guys. Whoa. Oh. Se- Kool-Aid. My, my, my son said, Dad, uh, please, I hope you're not driving tonight. So, <laughs> seven and five. All right, Line Nation, I'm not crazy. Don't hate on me. But, hey, it's good to be back, guys. Thanks for having me on. We appreciate it, Steve. You take care, okay? All right. Happy birthday, Zoe. Happy birthday, Zoe. He's from Peoria. I'm I miss Steve. I'm glad he's back with us. Three five six nine three nine seven on the PNC Bank fan line. I'd like to know where Illinois is going to get those seven wins. I really <laughs> well two down, Tim. Come on, <laughs> two down, We're two sevens of the way there. Let's get to our defining moment of the game. Don't fall behind early in the game. Build a solid lead against the unexpected with Pekin Insurance. Visit PekinInsurance.com or contact a Pekin Insurance agent to start defining your assets. I went first last week, Tim, so I'll let you uh, 
go we'll do the honors here. Well, it only put us, and I shouldn't say us, it only put Illinois up one score at the time, but that second touchdown catch from Edwin Carter, and I think we have a highlight of it where he just got rocked on his lower body and held on to the ball. I mean, that was a Mikey Dudek-esque catch. And from a guy that we hadn't heard anything from, for him to have quite the coming out party, two touchdown catches, including one where he got rocked and he held on to the ball, to me, again, even though it didn't, it wasn't the final nail in the coffin, um, I think it was a big momentum shifter for Illinois. Three receivers stacked up in a diamond to the right. Corbin to the right of the quarterback. Rivers looks right, throws right, got him in! Caught! Touchdown! Touchdown, Holy Illinois! Cow. Edwin Carter again with a circus catch! He got his knees nearly taken off as he found the end zone. He may be hurt. He's shaken up at least at the goal line, but he scored his second collegiate touchdown of the night. What frightened me about that is he landed on his head. Mm, and yeah. and he immediately grabbed for his knee, and that's kind of where the focus seemed to be. But he, he caught the ball in midair and then was hit on the legs, flipped over like a somersault or cartwheel, and came down, landed on his head, like like as if he was doing a headstand. Right. Uh, and, you know, all that pressure is going onto your neck and then came down, and he also uh, it took a shot to the knee. So I hope the kid is okay. Two touchdown grabs. That was neat to see and hate to see him uh, give up his body. Boy, football's a tough sport. It just is a tough sport. Anyway, that, you're right, Tim. I, I picked that one, too. Honest to goodness, uh, we both came to this same conclusion uh, that that was our defining moment. Gave the Illini the lead. They never lost the lead after that and sort of was a spark. I think you could make a case for the flip of field position on the long field goal attempt. It ended up just being Chase McLaughlin's pooch kick. Um, the punting tonight was just outstanding. I think AJ, or sorry, Blake Hayes had like four inside the 20. Mm -hmm. And Martin was talking about this on the broadcast. He's not putting up all the big yards, but he's doing his job in pinning, pinning them deep, opponents deep in their own territory. And Chase McLaughlin actually ended up doing the same thing. Uh, that flip of field position is what kind of started all of that. So that is also worth noting. Back to Edwin Carter for a second. Uh, Lovey Smith on the postgame network interview called it a significant injury for Carter. So that doesn't yeah, sound right. that doesn't sound great, but you just hope for the best for the young man. That catch in the top one percent. Some people will get that reference. I don't, but that is our peak in insurance defining moment of the game. Post game carries on in a moment. Corbin to the left of MJ Rivers, the freshman. Looks. He's going to give it to Corbin around the right end to the goal line. Touchdown! Touchdown, Illinois! Reggie Corbin! My goodness. His third of the year. It exactly the way we wanted, but uh, we, we got momentum going. Um, you have to give Western Illinois. Uh, you know, a lot of credit. It came in ready to play and uh, played, fought us hard throughout. But um, we needed certain players to step up. You know, when you have major injuries like we did during the game, it's always next man up. And uh, and that's what we got in quite a few positions. Yeah, there's exactly what Lovey said. Major injuries. Don't like him putting those two words together. Uh, maybe he was thinking of that only in the context of losing somebody for the game but again Edwin Carter took took one 
Uh, obviously, A.J. Bush left the ball game with what appeared to be an ankle injury. Tymere Oliver did not play. Ricky Smalling did not play. He was seen in a boot this week. And you have suspended players. Eventually, you're playing two, three, four deep, it seemed, in the, in the secondary depth chart. As some guys got in, uh, albeit with the game a little bit more lopsided, but the Illini looking a little thin on the depth chart right now. Well, no disrespect to Nolan Burnett, but when he got the interception, I turn around to you and I said, who's that? Uh, he's a walk-on, a former. at least he was last year. Yeah, and kudos to him. That was probably his first snap in an Illinois uniform or one of his first It was snaps. earlier in the ball game. He, I, okay. I'd see, I'd, uh, the Illini had tweeted out that he was on for his first play or – Regardless, I mean, yeah. his, his first few snaps and he gets an interception and Michael Marques with the other, so uh, kudos to those two guys. Yeah, the secondary guys, uh, Ron Harge the third had time, Christian Boback, uh, Kirby Joseph ended up getting uh, disqualified, Dawson DeGroote, uh, there was no Delano Ware, uh, so there was all kinds of kinds of uh, moving down here on the depth chart. Um, also, Jacob Hollins got in to the ball game. Kalan Tolson, who was kind of a hiring target. I think Sean Coughlin, uh, Coughlin got in as well. Uh, Calvin Avery in this week on the defensive line. I mean, he's a guy that's got a lot of upside. I, I mean, he, oh, was, he does. I mean, when he, you know, recruited, it was you know, uh, uh, committed is what I meant to say. I mean, it got a ton of publicity, and I think the read on him in camp was, you know, maybe get in a little better shape, and he's he's got a great upside. But, you know, hey, I, I, I think Calvin Avery's got a bright future. Bruce in Houston texts on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, we are used to this. Rivers will start next week. The defense is terrible. Lovey needs to get our guys into the game. Weigh in if you want on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line or give us a call. Let's check our... All-State agent Craig Dedimore scoreboard. Once again, you're in good hands with Craig Dedimore. Offices in Champaign and Decatur. A couple of top 25 games still in progress out on the West Coast. Number 20, Boise State. No problem so far with UConn. 55-7 is that score start of the fourth quarter. It's been a field goal fest. Michigan State and Arizona State. The Spartans lead 6-3 midway through the third quarter. Finals today from the top 25, Mississippi State over Kansas State, 31-10. It was number six, Oklahoma beating UCLA, 49-21. Oregon, no problem with Portland State, 62-14. Virginia Tech wallops William & Mary, 62-17. Number one, Alabama beats Arkansas State, 57-7. Georgia over South Carolina, 41-17. Number eight, Notre Dame. Go Irish. Shout out to Mike Goble in our newsroom, 24-16 over Ball State. Number nine, Washington all over North Dakota, 45-3 was that final. Miami shuts out Savannah State in a big way, 77 to nothing. West Virginia over the Youngstown State Penguins, 52-17. Central Florida, the reigning national champions, beat South Carolina State 38 to nothing. LSU blanks Southeast Louisiana 31 to zero. Clemson gets by Texas A&M in a tight one, 28 to 26. Auburn over Alabama State 63 to nine. Kentucky upsets Florida. How about that? 27 to 16. And Stanford beats USC 17 to three. I picked USC in that ball game, so it didn't work out well for me. 
Well, they, Stanford was at home. That probably must have been the difference. Clemson won, though, you said. There yes. were some folks that thought Texas A&M might be able to get one there with Jimbo Fisher. 28-26, to 26, so it was very close. And Georgia and South Carolina, that's two top 25 SEC teams, and Georgia just clobbers them. Yeah. That just shows you there's just a whole different level up there at the top of the polls right now in the top of the SEC. And, of course, Ohio State's there at four, and Wisconsin's five. And if you're Bob Osmussen, you believe Wisconsin's the best team in the country right now. Bob got to go on Paul Feinbaum because he picked Wisconsin number one. So if, if that's what it takes to get on Paul Feinbaum, I'll gladly every pick time Wisconsin you, number one. Every time you see the parentheses one after Wisconsin, right. that's Bob Osmussen. <laughs> that's the Bob Osmussen. He gets they, national attention every just, time they, they show that. They should just put his, instead of the parentheses one, they should just put a picture of Bob's head right there. Also of note, Illinois volleyball today, a sweep of UC Irvine, so they take all three matches at Cleveland State. They are now 9-0 in in uh, the season. Oh, I'm sorry. They went 9-0 and in sets on the weekend. They never lost a set. They are 8-0 overall. The Illini cruising here early in the volleyball season. That's a look at the scoreboard. It's News Talk 1400, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS, Champaign-Urbana, News Gazette, Media Stations, more Fasteners, etc. post-game show next. MJ has done good things throughout. We recruited him here to, we uh, knew he would be a good football player, but uh, this is a little earlier than we had planned on playing him. But uh, when your numbers call, you need to step up, and he did. Lovey Smith talking about uh, MJ Rivers there as the Illini get the win over Western Illinois 34 to 14, a 20 point win. Illini now 2-0 on the season, and they stay perfect against FCS opponents. Though for the first time, the uh, the first time ever, Western Illinois scores some points against the Illini. Previously had been outscored thir- uh, 65 to nothing. Welcome back, everybody. Fasteners, etc. Post-game show. The PNC Bank fan line is 356-9397. PNC Bank, the official bank of the University of Illinois. We're on to Sunday now. We're into Sunday. So uh, happy Sunday, everybody. Hope you're having a good one. Let's get to our keys to the game. They are brought to you by Hickory Point Bank in Champaign, the unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert will steer you in the right direction. whole team of them will take you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested. Also brought to you by Culligan of Muhammad. Tim Dittman. I'll give it to the Illini defense. And coming into this ball game, we knew it was going to be a different offensive style from the opponent than we saw in week one. Kent State was quick, no huddle. I think they had 80-some plays. Western Michigan, we were told, was going to be a little more traditional. Utilized two backs, a tight end, a pocket passing team, and they were going to huddle between plays. Well, it turned out they huddled between plays, but everything after that I thought was pretty quick. So they kind of pulled a fast one, or maybe we just, we in the media didn't have a good read on what the Western offense was going to do. But the point I'm trying to make is, after about a quarter and a half, I think the Illinois defense did a good job of picking up on that. And Western Illinois was running a lot of those sweeps, 
running a lot of those quick passes into the flats. And again, Illinois did a good job of picking up on that early and snuffing that out and getting in the backfield. And then at one point in the second half, don't forget, Western had five straight three and outs. So the defense really stepped up in the second half. Uh, like the special teams tonight, I'm going to give a key to the game to the special teams. Great punting from Blake Hayes and Chase McLaughlin. We talked about that flip of field position that was so big tonight. Also, a blocked punt and touchdown. The uh, punt uh, blocked by Dawson DeGroote. And then Stanley Green scooping and scoring. That put the Illini up 24-7 to in the third quarter. And Chase McLaughlin hitting a career-long 54-yarder. He had the win, but... Uh, just goes in the books as 54 yards. Doesn't tell you if the wind was there or not. But he's, his leg is looking really good. Seems like there's just a little bit more punch into that ball. He's got a really good leg going. And the Illini get the win here, 34-14 over Western Illinois. Keys to the game also brought to you by Culligan of Muhammad. Hard water in your home? Culligan of Muhammad has been treating water since 1948. Culligan is the better water company. Google Culligan of Muhammad today or call Jeremy at 217-586-2313. Ratkovich is the tailback. McGuire rolling right. All kinds of time. Throwing deep left, and it's intercepted. The Illini jump in front of it, and they pick it off at the 25-yard line. Interception by Illinois. Back deep, double safeties. Carlos Sandy and John Holmes. And a block. The Illini block the kick. They pick it up. They scoop it up. Welcome back, everybody. Fasters, etc. Post game show, late night edition. This is sort of like that. It's almost to the. Uh, what's that show? Uh, Big Brother. What was that show where they would show it, but then they would show the after part, and it was just like people like sitting around in an apartment. I, I, I didn't watch Big Brother, but that sounds like something they would do. Yeah. Anyway, that's kind of where we're at at this point of the night. But we're glad you're with us. Thanks for being here. Illinois, a winner, 34-14. You just heard an interception call and a blocked punt scoop and score as well. The Illini now 2-0 on the young season. South Florida up next. The Illini will face the Bulls in Soldier Field, the return game after going down to Tampa last year to play South Florida in the Buccaneers Stadium, Raymond James, which is also the stadium that South Florida uses. So Lovey returns to Soldier Field probably for the first time since he was head coach of the Bears. But South Florida today gets a win over Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech runs at triple option, up-tempo, very high-paced. Turn on the ball game. Announcers are talking about it at the end of the third quarter. Boy, South Florida looks gassed. And momentum was on the side of Georgia Tech. They took a lead. There ended up being nine lead changes in this ball game. South Florida came back in the fourth quarter. They had capitalized on a couple of turnovers. They look pretty good. They look pretty good, and they are a good team. I mean, just to, to put it briefly, South Florida is going to be a very tough test for the Illini, and their quarterback, their transfer quarterback, has put up some good numbers in a couple of weeks. Blake Barnett is his name, 45 for 65, 
Five touchdowns through the air, just one interception. He's also got 24 rushes for 122 yards and three touchdowns on the ground. As I mentioned, he's a transfer. This is his third school. He started out at Bama, went to Arizona State, and now I believe he's a graduate uh, transfer to uh, South Florida. So, you know, people look at that and say, well, he never really settled down anywhere. How good can he be? But I think the numbers speak for himself. And another thing, anytime I see Alabama on paper, I mean, they don't take it just anybody. No. I mean, the third-string quarterback at Alabama could probably be the starting quarterback at Illinois. So the fact that he was even taken by Bama, even though he was very briefly there, tells you he's a solid ball player. They also kept making the point that uh, Charlie Strong, head coach, doesn't want uh, Barnett, uh, Barrett, uh, Barnett, I'm sorry, Barnett. Barnett running a lot. They want him... Uh, you know, in the pocket. Well, he ended up running a lot. Right. And he's accounted for eight touchdowns now in his first two ball games with the Bulls, either with his feet or with his arm. So the Illini have their hands full. I honestly, I just, uh, after watching the Illini for two games and watching South Florida, I don't see it. I don't right. see a win. Um, and I think the Illini don't have enough of their top pieces healthy or eligible to play right now so I just don't see a win next week in Soldier Field but I hope I'm wrong and I will go back to a point Martin made late in the broadcast Illinois has had a couple of slow starts but the saving grace has been it's been against competition that is not very good if you have a slow start against Florida I almost said Florida State South Florida you're going to find yourself down three scores in the first quarter, and that is a that is a tough hill to climb back. That's a tough hole to climb back out of if you're an Illinois team, like you said, Scott, that is a little depleted right now. We come back with a final look at our scoreboard and wrap up this edition of the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Second and 12, Western Illinois, as we start the fourth quarter. They're with the win now from left to right, north to south. As Western trying to crawl back in this game, 24-14 Illinois. Here's McGuire throwing, caught, and then fumbled and dropped at the 15-yard line. Picked up by Illinois and returned to the 28. Illinois had a couple of interceptions. They also forced a fumble there. The Illini give up an opening touchdown drive to Western Illinois and then, for the most part, hold down the offense of the Leathernecks from McComb. Did give up a 49-yard touchdown pass in the middle of the third quarter. But a lot of punts that they forced him into. Blocked a punt as well. They never kicked a field goal. Illinois wins this one 34-14. Scott Beatty and Tim Dittman with you as we head towards the finish line. 217 Texture says, I wish Illinois would schedule a good Power 5 team at home. Fans would love to see that. Yeah. You'd also probably see a loss. <laughs> at this point, at this stage of growth for the team, yeah, it probably would be a loss. I can remember still I was, uh, I think I was in high school and USC came in. It was on ABC. It was like a marquee game at Memorial Stadium, and it was like 55 to nothing or something by half. It was just a complete blowout. You could just tell the, the announcers are like, uh-oh. <laughs> we put this on as the marquee national game on ABC. Anyway, let's take a look. Final look at our Allstate agent Craig Dedimore scoreboard. You're in good hands with Craig Dedimore. Offices are in Champaign and Decatur. As we do on the final scoreboard, a look ahead on the sports 
broadcast schedule. Most of this on the AM side, News Talk 1400. Tomorrow we've got racing for you on DWS, Brickyard 400 at Indy. That is at 12 noon. Monday night brings the Lovey Smith Show on both of these fine stations, 7 o'clock from Buffalo Wild Wings in Savoy. Friday night, the 14th, Fighting Illini Volleyball. I believe they're back at home, Scott. Is that the yeah, first Yeah, the Illini home Classic. Match? Yeah. First home match for the Illini Volleyball team against Northern Iowa. That is a 5 p.m. start on the AM side. Dave Lone has the call. Volleyball in action as well on Saturday at noon and 7 p.m. That'll run up against our football coverage, so we will let you know what's going to go on there, whether we're going to have it for you on the air or online. But what we do know for sure is Fighting Illini Football against South Florida at Soldier Field. 1 o'clock pregame with Scott, 2.30 kickoff with Brian and Martin, then Scott and I will be back for the postgame show. We hope to do that postgame show from Soldier Field, so that'll be fun. I think you know it's always a fun time when the Illini faithful flock up there and get a tailgate by the lake, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we'll do it from the media deck, as right. it's labeled there at, at Soldier Field. Which is very low, if I remember correctly. Yeah, is a... They didn't at Soldier Field really do a whole lot of consideration for broadcasters' needs. I can tell you that they, of course, they shoehorned that structure into the outer bowl that was the original facility. And um, yeah, I mean, it's not all about us, but it's not the most convenient place for broadcasters. I can tell you that. Poor Jeff Joniak. <laughs> Poor Jeff Joniak. Yeah, has to suffer as a play-by-play man for a major NFL franchise. I know. Right? <laughs> All right. Thank you for enjoying or suffering along with us, whatever the case may be. We appreciate it. Thanks to Evan Kahn, our game day producer. Jim Lewis is our operations manager. Ed Bond, our chief engineer. Mike Hale, general manager. Thanks to the texters. Thanks to the callers. Thanks most of all to you for listening. And thank you to my partner, Tim Dittman. We'll do it again next week, Illinois against USF. Enjoy your Sunday, the rest of your weekend, everybody. This is News Talk 1400, WDWS Champaign-Urbana and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS Champaign-Urbana. Good night, everybody. The preceding program was an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Station. We know we wanted a six-piece nugget.